the Koivig part. I wouldn't even look at them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even prepare to play against them because you do not what you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> we could beat them six nil, or we could lose six nil. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Uh, joining us to uh, to maybe comb through some of the football and try to make sense of it all uh, uh, back on the show. A show regular now, I think we can call her, Jasmine Baba, football analyst. Uh, good morning, Jasmine. How are things? Yeah, all right. A little bit deflated after last night na- in last night's match, but what can you do? Yeah, I know you're uh, you follow Borussia Dortmund very closely, so uh, a disappointing one for you. Uh, the atmosphere looked great in Stamford Bridge. Um, Chelsea two, Dortmund nil. We might come through some of the some of the action. Um, I guess. Adiemi being out and other players being out for Dortmund caught up with them last night and they didn't have that same pace on the counter that they that they did over in Germany. Yeah, I think that was the main issue with Dortmund last night and I think it was further deflated with that early Julian Brandt injury who has been on top of his game recently, especially he's been the fastest he's ever been. He's been the most direct he's ever been. He has such a clinical, talented finish. Can create something out of nothing in those kind of big games as well. For him to get injured so early really knocked the stride out of Dortmund and to be left without any of those types of players like we've seen Yusuf Makoku, Karim Adeyemi, who obviously scored Mm -hmm. in the first leg from that quick attack, they were left without something that they haven't had for like quite a while. They've been better with more possession, Edin Terzic's team, but they still rely sometimes on those quick quick breaks. And basically Chelsea became that more more of that team. And Dortmund didn't really know how to cover that. They were quite surprised by how quick Chelsea were, um, the way that they won second balls and could quickly progress, kind of like an onslaught at times in that first half. And Ultimately, it got the best of Borussia Dortmund. The, the markets beforehand, Jasmine, were so heavy on a Chelsea victory. Now, why is that? What's comparable between the two leagues here? I'm not sure if that would have been correct. I mean, obviously, it was correct on the night Chelsea did win, but I think it's just more of uh, the experience, the kind of quality of players, the injuries Dortmund had. Um, in terms of squad depth after that first kind of layer of squad of Borussia Dortmund, you don't have the same kind of quality that Chelsea obviously does. And someone more experienced in the Champions League like Chelsea, um, I think the home advantage, it's going to pile up for those markets to be more Chelsea-centred more than Dortmund-centred. And ultimately, it was right. I don't think Chelsea were the best team in the world. I still don't like how they play in the league. Um, how do you mean by that? Four th- <laughs> their 3-4-3 three, three is still a lot like Tuchel's 3-4-3. Three, three. And I think especially bigger teams like Chelsea, like Liverpool, um, in bigger games where it comes to the moment of death, the moment of truth. Players can rely on themselves more and it doesn't really matter so much about the tactics that maybe the coach gives them. They will get themselves up for those bigger matches and then lose themselves in, you know, the matches against Brighton, Southampton, etc. So um 
those are probably a few of the reasons why Chelsea did so well and were predicted to go through and to win. Yeah, it was funny on the, the TV last night, Owen Hargreaves after the match just saying Dortmund not there in the big moments. Like, I guess as a former Bayern Munich player, he was he was throwing some shots out there as well just to, just to get the dig in. That press that you mentioned, Jasmine... Um, I mean, it was it, it was a serious flurry of pressing from Chelsea at times, and, and it clearly paid off. Kai Havertz's role in all this was crucial. Yep, um, I think I can see why there's always criticism about Kai Havertz, especially in England. But he is still and was one of the best players and one of the best young players in the German league, and has so much talent. How so much? Um, like technical ability, I don't think people give him enough credit at times. He was built to be in that kind of pressing, quick attack team and also just knows how to read the man, knows how to run at the man. And in a proper team, he can completely um, be enabled and can flourish. And it's finding that right role for him and letting him progress. How old is he? He's still t- 22. He moved mm. so young from the leagues and, and you know, he's just got so much ability that he can, and obviously he knows the German team. So I always like playing players from a team who knows the other team well, a bit like when Hummels played against um, Man City to face Haaland. People that they were experienced with, I always like that. And Kai Havertz also showed that experience of what Dortmund's um, weaknesses could be and taking advantage of that. So, yeah, I think people don't give him enough credit. Last night, he was by far... It was interesting, Johnny, the whole that whole pressing because it, it clearly works. I mean, the discussion has been similar around Manchester United and Vodvekhorst and whether or not that's working, but with Chelsea last night, Potter had to get it right. It felt like the biggest game of the season for them. You could yeah. say that at this stage of the season, every game is the biggest game well, of the season. Well, they, they, they're probably out of the... You know they may they may make Europe, but like realistically, this is where they're at. And uh, yeah, they they got it right. I mean, Dortmund Dortmund missed some very good chances as well. You got to say, like, Dortmund. Yeah. You know, you, you're riding your luck a little bit at times. You have a second penalty. This again, Havertz didn't know that there was encroaching behind him. So you know, that's you get that bit of luck. Um, but the press, I did find in transition, Chelsea have quick players. Like so, if you if you if you play high up and you press and you win the ball back, Dortmund did look vulnerable, as Jasmine says, and. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a really tactically fascinating game. It's interesting you make that point about knowing the opposition as well. I, I thought that, that that was definitely a factor. Yeah, I, like when you have those players like Chilwell and Rhys James attacking mm. from the back, Chilwell especially was brilliant last night. That That's an aspect to it as well that, yeah. that really was important for Chelsea. Yeah, and I think, you know, he he had a bit of a, a bit of a nastiness about him as well to kind of get the job done at the end. Rhys James is such an outstanding footballer and, you know, the stat Nathan had about the two of them playing together was quite staggering actually. Um, and you do think sort of Chelsea can kick on a bit from here now. We have you back, Jasmine. We were just discussing um, the impact of Ben Chilwell last night and I know that's something that you've touched on as well in your notes. Dortmund's deep defence and, and Chilwell getting forward just added an extra threat that we haven't massively seen from Chelsea yet this season they of course don't have the the number 10 in the box maybe that they would like to have to finish off a lot of these crosses but uh, Chilwell's impact was important Yeah I think again it's that kind of blistering pace that you need from the kind of tactics Chelsea play at the moment Dortmund could not cover him at all and basically the further Dortmund would go back um, they would have to make these terrible decisions that they get pushed into do you follow someone like Chilwell in the open space behind him or do you go into the space and let Chilwell run at you which you don't 
really want. And um, those are the kind of situations that any team can accidentally get into um, if the opposition can play it right. And that's something Chilwell offers Chelsea, um, which they haven't had for so much for some amount of time and something like that especially again with his pace and directness can be a game changer to Chelsea's um, tactics I did want to touch on Arsenal as well Jasmine while we have you and probably a happier topic for you to discuss than Dortmund um, <laughs> yes. I mean just when you think they're going to drop points they're 2-0 down to Bournemouth you're like this is this is the turning point in the season they pulled it out of the bag and that goal from, from Reece Nelson could be crucial come the end of the season in this title race um, tactically what are Arsenal doing differently this season if anything um, it's funny that you should say that they haven't really changed much under Arteta. Um, so when Arteta came in, he floated around with a 4-2-3-1 like we see many teams do. And especially in the FA Cup and a big, against bigger teams, which won him the FA Cup in his first season, um, he would float more with a 3-4-3, um, a defensive back 3-5. Um, he's moved completely away from that back 3-5 with the more counter-attacking aspect and has gone into the more old Arsenal possessional base, the mostly possessional base. Um, but what's different compared to the rest of the league is that they build up further into the opposition box in a 2-3-5, and they're the only real team to do it as the extent Arteta does. So their build-up shape from the back line is a 2-plus-3 with either inverted fullbacks or one of the double pivot to the left-hand side. Um, it's a very old Pep Guardiola kind of style of play, um, which he's dropped in the last few years. And um, it's high man-to-man marking. So it's easier to circulate the ball like Arsenal tend to do. But the real difference this season is the kind of quality that they've invested in and the kind of pay of of the quality they've invested a little bit earlier. So someone like Martin Erdegaard, we know is fantastic we know is a world-class player getting him was a massive shout and now we've got someone who fits those kind of inverted fullback roles so Ben White can obviously play right back and come more inside because he's a centre-back too Zinchenko has been such a um, vital player to bring in someone with title experience someone who can play that role who has played that role under both Arteta and Pep and also um, someone who was a centre midfielder who can take on the roles of being more attacking while being in the fullback area. So um, you got to say, just, Jasmine, as well, the city yeah. players that sorry, the city players that Arsenal acquired, it's yeah. almost like as much as uh, you know Pep knows Arteta well, he's like I've so much uh, belief in this guy going forward as a coach. Arsenal mm-hmm. eight title contenders here, so it would be kind of funny if it bit him in the ass. Yes, it would be. Because yeah. Zinchenko like, is such a good player. He's such he's a good player. so good, honestly. But there's always the argument that people never understand why Pep Guardiola lets go of players. And I think mm. the same will be made of Jao Cancelo going to Bayern Munich. Um, there's always been an argument with which players Pep Guardiola lets go. And both Alexander Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus um, at Arsenal... I think could be the t- turning point in the amount of quality and is the turning point compared to prior years of Arsenal, um, especially how he knows Arteta's philosophy. Um, so yeah, it might actually bite him in the arse and as an Arsenal fan, I hope it does. 
gives you a chance on counter attacks as well, Jasmine. These this transition to the to the two three five. You don't hear two three five too often. Not like you? a formation in one of those mad games in the Mega Drive where like you know <laughs> you, you you just play like the, the bottom one on that list of twenty formations is two three five. <laughs> yeah. You try to beat your brother three 0 down with yeah. two minutes left. Pick the most metal one you can. But it, it, it seems to work, Jasmine. Yes, um, I think it's not the most uncommon thing um, when people uh when teams change their kind of formations into these kind of patterns we see different ones so Dortmund for instance were a 3-1-5-1 last night whenever they go closer to the box mm. um so these build-up shapes aren't um uncommon but uh the way Arsenal and Arteta are using it in the league is quite different it's always this kind of 2-3-5 shape and the perfect example of this and how clear you can see it is in the first goal um in the 3-1 against Tottenham this season so um the Thomas Party stri- strike outside of the box you can see the three clear lines of 2-3 and the 5 most of them in the box, I think the two wide players just on the outside. So, yeah, it can be quite demanding on the opposition team to defend because it's just so many players, especially in the box. Sometimes this can go wrong, and I think we have seen it go wrong for Arsenal, especially when they have to rely someone on Nketia who can't hold up the play or link up play as well as Gabriel Jesus or like even with Martinelli and Trossard are doing it a little bit better mm. than Nketiah and Martinelli were. So um yeah, it, it can be quite devastating for opposition teams, but it can be defended against as well. Such an important period for Arsenal coming up. They've got Sporting Lisbon tomorrow night in the uh, Europa League round of 16. First leg, the 5.45 kickoff uh, and the second leg, of course, next week. Fulham away and Palace at home are their two games this Sunday and the following Sunday before the international break uh, Jasmine great stuff as per usual we'll check in again very soon no doubt thanks a million thank you great stuff Jasmine Baba there the football analyst OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now